This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Gwenna Lathland. And I'm Tori Phantom. This podcast is for parents who live, who laugh, who love. Or who die, cry, and hate. We don't discriminate. <laughs> Each week we'll be sharing the lessons we've learned and experiences we've had as moms and dive into the do's, don'ts, and fuckets of modern parenthood. Basically, we want to not be the reason our kids need therapy. And it's cool if your kids need therapy. The point is we don't want to be the cause of it. We're not We're not the main topic of discussion with their therapist. <laughs> right. They're not calling a therapist like, listen, my mom. I have mommy issues. Okay. Yeah. Let's just be up front. Yeah. No, no, no. We're, we're avoiding that here. So now that we know what childproof is, it's kind of important that they know who is talking on childproof. You are Gwenna yeah. and you are 39 years old. I am. You have three children, ages four, four, and 15. You live in Oklahoma, land of the tornadoes. <laughs> uh, you, you are Tori. You are 30 years old, and you also have three kids, aged five, six, and 10, and you're living in Kentucky, the land of the other tornadoes. Yeah, lots of tornadoes around <laughs> here. Many tornadoes. We choose to live where the wind gets scary. So Tori, how did you get started talking about parenting for other people to listen to. Yeah. So I started on TikTok during the pandemic, March, 2020, I was cooking a food for my kids. Yes. And a lot of folks were like, okay, you're talking about your kids. Can you talk about how you parent them? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I love to talk. And here we are. What yeah. about you? How did you get started? I actually started and okay, don't, don't judge me too bad. I started Mama Cusses as a webzine. That's embarrassing. In 2019. I am embarrassed. I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. But no, I started Mama Cusses as a webzine in 2019 because I found a distinct lack of resources in the internet spaces for parents like me. And when I say parents like me, what I mean is alt parents. Not necessarily you've got silly colored hair, you've shoved metal through your face, or you've got tats. Like that's one version of alt, sure. But when I say alt parent, I really mean people who are parenting in an alternative way to how they were raised. My mom did the best she could with the resources she had at the time. And I look at a lot of her parenting and go, yes, A plus, good job, thanks. And I look at other parts of her parenting, and I'm like, maybe not that way. I didn't like that <laughs> so much. Maybe not that. So when I started having kids, I realized there was a distinct lack of discussion around changing how you parent from how you were raised, about altering how we view the experience of parenthood and child rearing and being a person and learning to be a person. So I was like, you know what? If it's not there, I'm going to make it. And then in 2020, my teenager came to me and she said, hey, mom, I found this app. It's called TikTok. Can I download it? And I was like, is it social media? She's like, yes. Okay, then I have to see it. I need to download it and I need to see what you're seeing and, and, and sort of the experience you're going to have. And she's like, okay, but whatever you do, please, 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 for the love of God, don't post anything. And I was like, bitch bet. 
<laughs> I love that you broke her rule there because now I have a best friend out of it. That is yes. actually how Gwenna and I met. I mm-hmm. we were we were mutuals and mm-hmm. one night I sent Gwenna a DM like a third grader and I said, "Hey, I think you're really cool. Will you be my friend, please?" Yeah, it was very middle school origami folded note. Can we be besties? Check yes or no. But did it work? <laughs> It did. It did work. It did work. And actually, I have employed that that technique on a couple other people that I met in online spaces. Just like send them a DM. Hey, I yeah. think you're neat. Can we be friendsies? Apparently, yeah. that's how you make mom friends. That's, that's just... how you make friends as an adult. You just slide into the DMs and go, will you be my friend, please? It works out great. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay. So before, before we move forward, here's, here's how this is going to work. We can talk because we spend our time surrounded by tiny humans that we made with our bodies. Um, and we will lose track of time. So we are going to start a timer. And when that timer goes off, we have to be done talking. We have to move on to the next activity. (laughs) In the same way that we use a timer to help our kids change uh, routines, (laughs) the way we help our kids transition uh, with that timer Timers are a parent's best friend. We're going to we're going to use it for ourselves so that we, we don't are. talk your ears off for 3 to 8 hours. If it works for <laughs> uh 5-year-olds, it should absolutely work for a 30 and a 39-year-old. I'm absolutely. just saying. Absolutely. All right. Timer starting now. I think probably our most asked question when we're in we're, when we're on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. It, this is true for me. Tell me if it's true for you. The question I get asked the most is first, do I let my kids cuss? Yes. Second, <laughs> what is the best piece of advice for a new mom? Yes. Do you get that question a lot? All the time. And I honestly, I love the question. And I think that there's actually a lot of nuance there because I think a lot of the things when you are an experienced parent who has middle school, high school, like you got school age kids and you look Mm -hmm. back on those newborn years, those infant years, and you go, man, I wish someone would have told me this, but had someone told me, I don't think I'd have listened. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually, that's one of the, the very first pieces of advice I will give a new mom, um, looking at having their first child, a new parent really is you are going to spend a lot of time worrying about stuff that ultimately is, is you didn't need to worry about it, yeah. but you did, but you, you did. didn't, you, you needed to worry about it. But in the grand scheme of things, it ended up a pretty small part of the overall right. kid that you right. made. I think every new parent, there's that list of milestones that you can find on the internet. And it's like, they're going to roll over at this age and they're going to sit up at this age. And you watch your baby and you're like, let me sit you up. Are you, nope, you fell back onto the, onto the boppy pillow. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Is something They're wrong? Oh, no. What did I do wrong? Was what did it, I do wrong? It, it was that glass of wine that I didn't pump and dump. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You worry so much about those milestones and then your kid is six years old and picking a rock up out of the playground and licking it. And you're like, it didn't actually matter what time right. I sat up, I guess. It's super glad <laughs> that I dumped 50 bucks a can of formula for you to have literally eaten excrement right yes. in front of me. I love the, I love this experience. One of my favorite pieces of advice to give new moms, and this is very much based in my own experience as a teen mom, right, mm-hmm. is to only 
accept the advice you ask for. And even if even if you ask for it, if you don't agree with it, like if it doesn't work for you, like that's mm-hmm. okay. It's okay to ask for advice and then go, I don't actually think that works for me. Yeah. But when you become a parent, no matter what age you are, and everyone, your cousins, neighbors, ex-best friends, sisters, yes. boyfriend has advice for you. The way that you should put your baby to bed, how often you yeah. should pick your baby up, if you should formula feed, what kind of formula, every yeah. single thing people have opinions on and they want to share them. They want to tell you like, this is what I did and it works and you have to do it too or else you're wrong. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? And it's yeah. like, just just stop. It's okay to set boundaries. So it's what I'm saying is accept the advice that you ask for if you like it. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to say thanks, but no thanks. I've got this. And believe that you got this. Yes. You got this. And that's, that's my number two piece of advice. And it, it, I get kickback every time I say it, follow your gut. And the, the kickback I get is I don't understand what my gut is telling me. I know a lot of times you're, you're not going to have a gut feeling about what to do, but if you're looking at your kid and they've gone kind of blotchy and you're thinking, maybe are they sick? And so like you do the thing that we all do, you hit Dr. Google, maybe you check on some Facebook groups. You're like, is this a concern? Or like your gut is telling you, I need to call my pediatrician. Because your pediatrician would rather you call a billion times for nothing than miss the one time that we could have gotten some treatment in them, miss the one time that we could have made this better, missed a diagnosis. They would rather tell you that you're freaking out over nothing than miss the chance to actually catch something before it gets real bad. And I would say that most pediatricians are going to be a lot kinder than just look at you and say, you're freaking out over nothing, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like they're going to be nice about it. They're, that's mm-hmm. what they have those nurse lines open for. It's yeah. okay to ask for help. It's okay to call someone and go, is this normal? I don't know. It's fine. But if you are, if you get a piece of advice, if you ask somebody, you're like, hey, what do I do about this particular thing? Or how did you handle this? And they say something and you go, that's your gut. That's what I'm saying when I say yes. follow your gut. Yes. If you do that sharp no nasal inhale because if it you doesn't scowl at the advice, like that's <laughs> against your gut if instinct. You're, if there. you're arguing with strangers on the internet, that's your gut saying <laughs> yeah. something there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And here's my other, this is another piece of my favorite advice for new moms, okay? Because the thing is, people will always tell you to sleep when the baby sleeps. And I love that advice. Sleep when you can. Okay. My my advice, and this is important. Cry when the baby cries, okay? It's an emotional first year. You gotta get it out. It's okay, okay? You're gonna be you're gonna be sleep deprived yep. and stressed and no one knows what's going on. Cry when the baby cries. It's it's fine. Is, the first year is more about survival. The thriving will come later. Yes. If you're a wine lover, I'm going to let you in on a little secret for finding your new favorite wines. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your wine preferences that are as unique as you are. To start, I answered a few quick questions on their website about what flavors I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé. Based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored so I get more of what I enjoy. 
I really love how First Leaf tailors to my needs, and I really like cooking with wine, so I found so many different flavor profiles to include through First Leaf. Besides the great wines, the best part of the First Leaf Wine Club is the perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge and can choose when and how often I want my box delivered. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash childproof to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash childproof. Tryfirstleaf.com slash childproof. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honey Love. So I want to change gears real quick and I want to talk routines. So we were talking about new moms and some of the advice for them, but routines is really something that applies to moms of all ages, whether you've got a two day old or they're about to go to college. Routines are just a part of parenthood. Oh, absolutely. Everyone uses routines and we don't even recognize half the time when they've been established and half the time we got to change them after we're already so stuck in them. Right. I have, I have two four-year-olds and they are twins. And the first thing that every single person ever, I met moms of multiples groups. I met other people who already had multiples and they're like, you have to have a routine. Okay. Thanks. What does that look like? Right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> what am I putting helpful. in the routine? What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I think, one of the best pieces of advice yeah. is don't build your routine off of what people on the internet or people mm -hmm. in your life say, this is the routine you should have. Build a routine that works for you. It doesn't yeah. have to make sense to other people and understand that that routine is going to change. It was such an eye-opening moment when I realized that my morning does not have to start when everyone else is morning. So one of my most important routines was getting dressed. And when I say getting dressed, in the first year with twins, a lot of times that looked like getting out of one set of PJs that I'd worn for 24 hours and putting on a completely different set of PJs to wear for another 24 hours. Solid. But getting dressed was a good marker, but I kept trying to force that to be around six, seven o'clock when my husband would get up. And at the time he was going to work outside yeah. the house. But then when I realized this is not a routine that has worked, cause I was having to stop doing other things, secure the baby somehow, and then try to go put on clothes. Uh, no, I, my routine can start at four o'clock in the morning. That's when they wake up for a feed. I have trouble trying to fall back asleep after that. So my morning gets to start at four o'clock. Is that when I want my morning to start? Fuck no. But no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it made such a massive difference to just acquiesce to, okay, four o'clock is when my day starts. I will put my 
new set of fresh PJs on at four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) But there is, there's such like, when you're a new parent, especially, there is such, you feel so out of touch with the rest of Mm. the world. It's isolating. Yes. and, And you feel like, who am I anymore? Mm -hmm. I am just the caretaker of these small humans and it's so isolating and it can be so stressful. But I actually, when um, my kids were babies, I had a very similar thing because getting dressed and ready for the day, even when I knew I wasn't leaving the house, (laughs) it gave me back a piece of the feeling of humanity I was missing. Mm -hmm. And that routine for myself helped my mental health so much. And I know that can sound so silly, like you just got dressed but when you have baby vomit in your hair, mm-hmm. when when you don't remember the last time you ate a full meal yeah. without feeding a baby at the same time or when your last meal was hot, yeah. it makes such a difference. It's it's just little things that demarcate this. For me, it was this is the start of a new day because sometimes at four o'clock in the morning, I hadn't been asleep yet. Right. Because right. it was a rough night. And but this is still, this is not the same day. They have not all blurred together because now I'm wearing the blue PJ pants yes. and I was wearing the pink PJ pants. Yes. And I think it's so crazy too to recognize how quickly those routines change mm-hmm. from the time they're newborns. And then one day they sleep through the night. Yes. And you wake up and you go, is something wrong? So you're right. I was going to ask, <laughs> did you have that with all three of my kids? Cause they all hit sleeping through the night at a different point. Mm-hmm. Um, with all three of my kids, I woke up one morning and I was like, man, I feel really, Oh my gosh, the babies <laughs> are dead. Yeah. And, and you do the thing because you sit there and you don't hear anything on the monitor and you're like, they're, they're just sleeping. That's you're normal. Babies start to zoom. sleep. And yeah, yeah. I never had the video monitor. So for me, it was like, I knew if I went in the room, I risked waking them up, <laughs> but it was worth the risk to walk in there. And you do the thing where you, you get parallel with a crib and you're like, can I see their back moving? Or they're breathing. Yeah. They're breathing. Right. And like you're, you're, you're like shaking, trying to get it close to their, yeah. to their nose. Like, do I feel air moving? And they're so little. Yes. Like, it's never worked. I've right. never felt my children breathing by putting no, my hand. Near absolutely their- not. But you, you have. It's again. It, it goes back to what you were saying about worrying about things you didn't need to worry yeah. about. Yep. Like they were fine. But like we do worry so much, and it's okay to do that. Like it's mm-hmm. not. We're not judging that. We we've done it. Yes. It's just. It's so interesting now that our kids are so much older to look back at that and be like, man, I was worried. I was so worried because my baby was doing what I wanted it to do. <laughs> Yes. Yes. You, you have to worry about a lot of things and you have to establish a routine, but you said something really important about the routine changing. So one of the things that always, it still bugs me because it is the most cliche trope, but they're like, you'll find your new normal. Bitch. I'm not even sure what my normal was before. How am I going to find a new normal? (laughs) Right. Right. But there, I have a very distinct memory of a sensation. So my littles were born in August of 2018. And after that, it was just, there's, there's, it's not a memory blackout. It's just a blur of time. I don't remember what I did from day to day. I don't remember how I felt. I I just remember exhaustion Mm -hmm. and, and fuzziness. That's all it was. But then in February, of 2019, all of a sudden I regain consciousness mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm aware of the routines that I had established. I'm aware of that's when I started like intentionally getting dressed was about February of 2019. That's when I adapted that to that new routine. 
And that's when I was like, son of a bitch, they're right. I found my new normal and I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing too, is that the second your baby is born, you're not going to know what to do. It's, no. It takes a lot of time to figure it out. And for some people, it's fast. Some people are really good mm -hmm. at it. And some people, it's not a natural thing to go into. Yeah. And it's okay to be like patient. You have to be patient with yourself mm -hmm. while you figure this out. And also understand with these changing routines that, yeah, you're going to find your new normal. And then it's going to get flipped over and you're going to yeah. have to do it again. And again, and again. Speaking of flipped over, um, do you know what dumb thing I have decided to do to our routine? Tell me. I decided to buy a whole new house. Oh, fun. <laughs> Moving with kids. Moving with kids. <laughs> yeah. No, that's super exciting. I'm so excited. I, I am. I am really excited about so many aspects of what we're doing. But the part that I am elbow deep in is my life is in boxes and my routines are absent. Yes. I have no routines anymore. There used to be, um, when the kids would get out of school, the routine that has worked since the, all the kids started school is I get up in the morning, I get all the kids dressed, I get backpacks, I get lunches, I get in the car, I do the drop off line. That's my job. And then Jack, my husband he does all of pickup. So he makes sure that all the stuff got in. He empties the backpacks of all the schoolwork that came home, puts the ice packs in the freezer from the lunch boxes, throws out the trash. That is a routine that has worked wonderfully. And while he has left the house, that's when I finish dinner or I plate it or I do whatever. Like we had a very specific routine. And then I packed half my damn kitchen. See, I just moved, you know, a, a yeah. month or two ago. I don't know. Uh -huh. It's a blur. It was a very stressful time. <laughs> moving sucks. <laughs> moving man. sucks. And I did it differently than you. And I know you were judging me the whole time because Absolutely. I was like, I'm going to wait until four days before moving day. And then I'm going to pack because I don't want to live out of boxes. And yeah. so I kind of compounded my stress into a shorter <laughs> amount of time. Uh, but I'm making it as long as possible. Yes. So I really, You're like, let me really suffer. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so what I found interesting when it comes to routines is how seamlessly our morning routine transferred mm -hmm. homes, because I've done it the same way. Like I have three kids. And so my oldest, who is 10, uh, she can she's really independent in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I wake her up, I wake up in the morning, make a cup of coffee and I go flick her bedroom light on. Right. That's rise and shine, darling. And then I go and I get her an outfit and I toss it at her and then she's on her own. She's got it under control. Yeah. And then I get my youngest up because my youngest is just sunshine and rainbows. The second you wake her up, she's just like, so jealous. good morning. And you're like, you sweet little bean. I love that you love everything all the time. <laughs> so I get her dressed and ready. And then I get up my middlest kiddo because she is me. She's not just not a morning person. She is anti-morning. Anti-morning. And I literally, I dress that child while she's half asleep. We get ready. She's not awake until she walks out of the car into the school. Like she takes her time yep. and, and we stagger it. And so with that, that was so easy to transfer that routine. Mm -hmm. But the after school routine, because we have a different house, the backpacks go in different places. The shoes yes. go in different places. We are creating new routines because what I learned is that our after school routine in the old house, while we did make it work, right? It wasn't as functional yeah. and it wasn't setting us up for success the next day in the way that it could. So I am putting so much effort into creating this new mm -hmm. routine. So all of us are adjusting. All of us need reminders. Sometimes I mess up the routine. Sometimes one of my kids does. But what I learned is because I'm 
communicating with the kids. I'm talking yes. to them about why we're doing this, why mm -hmm. I am being so strict about the way that we do things when we walk through the door. They care about it, right? Yeah. I have provided that motivation because we don't want to have rough mornings. Right. And so the other day, my littlest kid took her shoes off in the living room and my oldest kid goes, hey, remember, we got to go put those in the other room. Put yes. them in the other room so we, we're not missing our shoes in the morning. And I was like, yes. yes, I love this. It is a team effort. I love when the parenting sticks. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, it really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I got really lucky, so I didn't intentionally choose this. It's just how the calendar fell. Our move date is the day before school ends. So the truck is showing up and some very nice, strong, burly men are going to pick up my heavy couch for me. Um, the day before school is out. So that is a natural change in routine. It was always going to represent a new bit of routine that we're going to have to establish because school is no longer in. So now we have a summer routine that we have to put together. And with impeccable accidental timing, I get to do that in a new house. So it's not going to quite feel like I'm grabbing my kids by the shirt collars and going, deal with change, you fuckers. Yeah, we moved on a Wednesday during a school week. Uh, didn't, didn't think that through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited that all of those things are sort of going to coalesce because that's something that I think when we talk about routine, we get very 
we tend to forget that there's a lot of changes that happen. So the change from pre-K to kindergarten is massive. Oh yeah. That's a massive routine change because school is very different and there's very different expectations. I'm fully aware that in our morning routine, sooner than I want to deal with it, I'm going to have to introduce the dreaded shoe tying. Yeah, I'm holding off on that one too. I don't want to do, do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But there's so have many to. slip-on shoe options, and it's like it's so easy to not do it. But like you got it's it's important. you got to do it, and and it happens at that kindergarten stage. Yeah, most of the time that's when mm-hmm. you got to start. All right, here's yeah. the tree, and the yeah. bunny goes around and right. through the hole. We have to adapt routines all the time, and so I. I'm a big fan of if we're going to have to change something, let's do it at a point where change was necessary anyway. So the end of school to summer break, that's a really good time to, you know what? We're going to get you some tie shoes this summer and we're going to work in a low pressure zone because we're not trying to get out the door to school. Now, there there might be daycare or camps, but like there's a little more give. There's already a break in the routine. Let's go ahead and wedge in a new part of the routine right there. Right, right. And then you don't have the stress of them being in school all day. And then like they don't want to learn more right now. Mm -hmm. But I think the other thing, because I like that you are in a position to create this new routine in a new house, but I feel like it is worth talking about how sometimes like number one, I mean, I moved on a Wednesday, so that was a mess. But sometimes <laughs> without forcing, right, we, we're not in an area where we have to make a change in the routine, but we evaluate our routine and recognize this isn't working. And mm-hmm. when you recognize that and you have to change the routine that you've had for so long and you just go, it's, something's got to give, mm-hmm. that happens too. And that's important that we're like evaluating what we're doing. And I mean, our morning routine that I say is so seamless. It wasn't. It wasn't. And and this is something I recognize. So like our school year started in August and we had this mm-hmm. other routine. And I think it was about October where I was kind of like pulling my hair out because on the mornings, the routine worked. It worked. But yeah. if anything went off schedule by one minute, now we're rushing out the door. We're all stressed. And I went... I got to get up earlier. <laughs> and and it's so funny because it was literally, I just set my alarm 15 minutes earlier mm-hmm. and it has been seamless. And it was just, I need to get us all up and it, it doesn't have to be this huge change, but this little yeah. modification to that routine made a massive difference. It made a massive difference and it gave mm-hmm. us room for finding the damn shoes. <laughs> it's always the shoes. It's always the shoes. Uh, for us, it's the backpack. Well, the the oh, backpacks yeah. get lost and I don't yeah. understand how, because we don't, we don't have that big a house. Where, what are you doing with your backpacks? My preschooler went to school without her backpack yesterday. I went <laughs> to drop her off and I went to get her out of the car and I was like, do you got your backpack? And she looked and she's like, <gasps> and I was like, <gasps> and we're like, oh no. And uh, so it turns out we have a routine with the backpacks and I don't check to make sure the kids have the backpacks on the way out the door. Like we're all just That's going not part out of the, the door. It's not part of the routine. They got their backpacks. She had grabbed her backpack, but she had gone in the kitchen to say goodbye to dad and mm-hmm. put the backpack down and walked out the door. I didn't think about it. She didn't think about it. Yep. But like she's in preschool. There's like rarely anything in her backpack. It's, it was not a big deal. She just didn't have a backpack. <laughs> and I didn't even realize how how much we'd done, but uh, we take one route to school. Well, mm-hmm. Abby had sport, had, she does sports and she had a meet. So she had to leave earlier. Normally we take the littles to school because obviously they're in two different schools. Abby is my oldest and she is in high school and the littles are in preschool. Um, but we had to take Abby 
early to school. So we left the house. We drove the same way we drive, uh, which drives us right by the high school. But this time I pulled in and both the girl child and the uh, boy child in the back seat were like, oh, Mama, what are you doing? You forgot to take us to school. <laughs> No, baby, I didn't. Yeah, I just have to drop. It the kids, drop they first. recognize the routine. And that's, yeah. I feel like it feels like such a parenting win that you don't recognize until you take the time to think mm-hmm. about it. Because when things are running seamlessly, you don't notice. It's when right. something goes wrong and you go, yeah. uh. Yeah. And, but it's, I think in those moments to look at all the times it went right and it, mm-hmm. and it kind of softens the blow. Well, and it's easy. It's easy to take it personal when you recognize that something has happened, either it's a routine that wasn't technically working. It just kind of felt like it was working or a new need has been introduced. A new skill has been introduced. Something extraneous of your routine has changed, which now needs to be reflected in your routine. It's so easy to go, God, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. No, you were doing it right until which point you needed to shift. And I think that's a thing in parenting that anytime there's a change, we automatically assign it to fault. It's like mom poster syndrome. Right. And it's, and it's, we we have to give ourselves credit for doing Mm -hmm. the best we could with the information and tools we had at the time. Mm -hmm. And to, when we, when we are doing better and we look back at when, you know, things were a little crazy instead of going, man, I didn't have it together to go, man, look how far I've come. Yes. Look, look how long this was successful. Look how many of these little bumps and learning curves we smoothed out together. Yes. I think it's important that we talk to ourselves as parents the way we talk to our children and not yep. the way our parents talk to us. <laughs> and and I think that's the thing that, you know, as we are all breaking the cycle and trying to do things differently to recognize mm-hmm. that the voice in our head, the way we talk to ourselves is oftentimes the way our parents were talking to us. Yes. And that when we're talking to our kids, and, and I don't know if you see it with your children, but my kids, when they're talking about their own accomplishments and the things they're mm-hmm. proud of, like they are so quick to recognize their own growth and the things they want to work on and the things that they're already doing good at. And they they see that. And it's such a positive light to see themselves in. And it's absolutely a piece of that is the way that I speak to them. My favorite part of our current morning routine is it does not matter. I did this accidentally. And that's that's the other thing about routines is sometimes you didn't intentionally incorporate something into your routine. But my kids... We pick out our clothes the night before. That's part of our bedtime routine, um, which bedtime routines are a whole other disaster, but that's part of our bedtime routine. And they wake up, we we do everything, and then they get dressed. And I am typically sitting on the couch with my coffee, and they will walk out, and they walk up, and they show me their outfit, even though we picked it out together the night before. And I gush over them. Oh my goodness. Look at those. You are going to be the strongest boy in your class. (gasps) Sister Sue, you just look amazing. Do you feel amazing in that outfit? You look like the kindest kid. Oh my goodness. I can see it in you. And their eyes light up and they just get the biggest smiles and they give me big hugs. And it doesn't matter if they have put together the trashiest hobo looking outfit I've ever seen in my life. Right. I'm going to celebrate these kids. It's looking at their their, uh, stripes and polka dots and floral patterns that they put together. And you're like, that is so creative. I love that. Is, I love that. I love that you feel good in that. So creative. 10 out of 10. Yes. Yes. Well, and it's one of those things that that little moment 
just, it gives them such a little adrenaline boost. It gives them serotonin and dopamine. And so we are starting on the brightest point of the day where they're getting to school going, I look amazing, man. (laughs) My mom said so. Do you know, one of my favorite parts of my morning routine is with my youngest daughter, she has, there's like an assistant teacher in her class and she Mm -hmm. loves her so much. And this teacher has the coolest braiding skills. Like she can do every kind of braid you've ever yeah. seen. And my daughter will not let me do her hair. I can also braid to be yes. clear. I yes. can do a lot of hairstyles. No, I'm not allowed Mm-mm. to. She picks out a different scrunchie to put on her wrist with her outfit so that her <laughs> teacher can do her hair because she just likes, she just likes to have her hair done. And it's something that she can do. Like her teacher does it in like three minutes and it's special to her. And it's a special part of school for her that she picks out her scrunchie and says, my teacher's going to braid my hair today. Yes. And it's it's so sweet. And I'm like, okay, like what what color scrunchie are we going for today? (laughs) But all of those things are a part of the routine that we've accidentally built into the purposeful routine. Yes. And there's so many different kinds of routine because like you said, the bedtime routine, right? And I think when you say routine, a lot of people kind of think of that as like start a day to end a day, but there's miniature Mm -hmm. routines throughout all of that. So we Mm -hmm. have, you know, getting ready for school, which I think is so stressful. And that's why we've just been talking about that for so long. Just only that. we're, We're half asleep and trying to get small children ready to go to school at ungodly early hours. And, but then there's the get home from school routine. And part of our routine getting home from school is actually an unwind time. Like we're going to wait to talk about our day. Like you get like 30 minutes, like my middle kiddo, she goes outside and runs laps because that is a way for her to get out this energy she's been holding in all day. Uh, But we have this like 30 minute period where we all just kind of relax and then we Mm -hmm. come back together and we talk about our days and then we move into dinner time routine and then we move into our bedtime routine, which is personally my weakness. Yeah. Bedtime has always been beyond me. Dinner time is our struggle routine. That's, that's my struggle point. Bedtime routine. We do something really similar. We have something. So the littles go to bed at seven o'clock. That's just, it's a good time for them to go to bed. They're getting adequate sleep. So seven o'clock is our bedtime. So at six o'clock, we dim the lights. We turn off all the screens. That's when we talk about our day. They put on their PJs and while one is brushing their teeth, I'll sit with the other one. Tell me about what letter you learned today. And I I try to ask very specific, engaging questions instead of just, how was your day? Because that's a non-question to kids. And that's that's a hard question for a kid to conceptualize. It's hard for an adult. Yeah, it's it's too broad. So like I like to ask my kids one of my routine questions for them. What's something that made you laugh today? Yeah. Yep. And what's something you wish you could have changed today? What's, what's something that, that made you mad? You know, just to yeah. kind of like go across. I ask these questions about how they were feeling because mm-hmm. the story is going to come with it. Yeah. I, I will ask specifically, what specials did you do today? Because most of the time I, I look at the calendar first and I know what specials yeah. they went to. But I want them to tell me. And then that typically triggers a story, which triggers something else. And then within 32 seconds, we're not talking about school anymore, but yeah. we are still talking. Our, our cool down time is really, really important for so many levels uh, because it does sort of wind them down. It does kind of disengage them from the blue light and it gives us a chance to really talk. But where I collapse entirely, especially now with the move happening, dinner time is such a struggle. I'm just really it is, it is because by the time the kids get home, um, it's we've got time to put our stuff down. We've got time to ingest food. And then it's pretty much getting close to cool down. Right. Um, just right. because it starts at six, the kids don't get home till like four thirty. Yeah. So dinner time is just this massive. I don't, 
don't know what I'm doing wrong yet. And then I've added a move. So I just kind of gave up. <laughs> I don't, Good it's luck. not going to work for a month, Kate. I, I don't know. In you. Here's <laughs> a PBJ. For, for us, dinner time is, it's about togetherness and nourishing mm-hmm. our bodies. And it's not so much about everyone needs to eat the same thing. Yeah. Now, my middle-list kiddo is autistic and she has a lot of food aversions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we work on that. She's been in feeding therapy. She's doing really good. We have a system uh, to get her to try new foods. It is bribery. It's fine. It's working. <laughs> and I think bribery is a good parenting bribery. tool. We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> it's for another episode. <laughs> it's for another episode. And uh, so when I make dinner, right, I always try to make sure there is at least one item that is going on the plate that everyone will eat. So mm-hmm. if I make made barbecue chicken. I'm going to serve that with Kraft mac and cheese because I know my middle yep. kiddo will eat that. And then if I make broccoli, because I love broccoli, I too. S- like steam broccoli with some butter, like mm, my favorite. Do you know who won't eat broccoli? Would that be the middle Any of my children, <laughs> any of them. So if I'm making broccoli, right? Like I know they, they don't like it. And here's the thing is that we have, it's not really a rule, but it's a suggestion that Every now and then, just take a bite because maybe you like it now. Yeah. And they really believe Lick that. It, and there's touch not it, pressure. interact with it. Right. And, and they do. They'll try it. And if they still don't like it, cool. That's fine. Yeah. But guess what? Okay, I'm not putting broccoli on your plate. Go grab a piece of fruit. Yeah. Go grab something else. That's fine. The point is, is that we're kind of taking all these different pieces of food we already have available mm-hmm. and we're piecing it together and we're sitting at the table and we're enjoying dinner together. And then after dinner, the routine Take your plate. You don't have to finish your plate. That's fine. Listen to your body. Listen to yes. your body. As If your belly is telling you you're full, good job. Love it. If, it. if you have enough food left and you want to save it for later, cool. I'll help you put that away. But if there's just scraps on your plate, you need to scrape it into the garbage can. Mm-hmm. Take your plate. And it used to be at our old house, throw your plate in the sink. But now I got a dishwasher, so I'm not the dishwasher anymore. So now... <laughs> Welcome to the 21st century, Tori. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. (laughs) And uh, now the routine is to take your stuff and put it in the dishwasher. And even my youngest daughter, like, because she thinks it's cool. She thinks the dishwasher is like some really fancy thing. (laughs) So she loves, she loves opening the dishwasher that is as tall as she is and putting her plate and her fork away. And that is the routine. That's the routine. That's the routine. And the, the more times you can get your kids to buy into the parts of the routine, even better. I'm able to trigger bedtime every time. Every time I can immediately go from whatever fit, whatever struggle, whatever angry mood we're in by, you want to go pick out your clothes? Yeah! (laughs) And again, I think that's tied to that thing that I do in the morning because we're going to pick out our clothes and then in the morning we're going to put them on and then mom's going to tell us how amazing we look and that makes us feel good. So it's, it's all building into itself. But I'll tell you what, uh, bedtime, we have a good routine, but bedtime can go so sideways so quick. The amount of random things I end up shouting across the house and I'm choosing (laughs) shouting intentionally, but like, why are we putting spoons in the baby? (laughs) Why is the baby to put your PJs on? By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. 
They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. Okay, so before the break, we were talking about bedtime routines and having to say the most ridiculous things just to get our kids to go to sleep. So I want to play a game with you, Tori. I love games. What is the game? This game is called Parents Say the Darndest Things. Okay, Parents say the darndest thing. What is some of the most ridiculous things you've ever had to say to your kids? Don't put the spoons in the baby. I actually said like two nights okay, ago. Okay. Actually, now that you mentioned that, just like a week ago, we had an exterminator come out to like spray for ants, right? We didn't have a problem. I don't like where this is going. We didn't, we didn't want to have a problem. Okay. Right, so we right. had this exterminator come out. He's just spraying. And I said to this guy, I said, hey, I said, uh, is this stuff like safe around my kids? You know, and he goes, yeah, so long as they don't lick the baseboards. And I was like, let me go tell them. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. I went to my kids. I was like, hey, don't lick the baseboards, okay? And they're like, yeah, okay. And And my kid goes, I would never do that. I'm like, you've literally done it. I've I've watched you do it. Don't lick the floor. And I meant it. (laughs) My favorite, Abby, uh, went through a, a period where she was really fascinated I wouldn't say obsessed but fascinated with spiders where we lived at the time we just had these little black and white fuzzy guys we call them jumping spiders I don't know what their real name is they are as far as a spider goes these little black and white fuzzy jumping spiders are kind of cute agree to disagree (laughs) (laughs) but Abby was like mom I think the spider wants a hug because when when they get defensive they raise their two little legs yes I've seen them (laughs) mom I think I think the spider wants a kiss. No, the spider does not want a kiss. Please do not try to kiss the spider. Don't kiss. For so many reasons, don't try to kiss the spider because the jumping spider is not going to hurt you. But I live in Oklahoma and we have something called the Oklahoma tarantula. Don't don't what? kiss the spider. What? Okay, I'm not going to come visit you in Oklahoma. Like I wanted to, but like I'm good. Actually, turns out. Uh, <laughs> what's 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 another another one for you? Uh, I had to tell my kid that she couldn't sit in the fridge. She was <laughs> she was trying to clear out space. She wanted to see what it looked like from the inside of the fridge when you shut the door. And I was like, that's not going to, that shelf is not going to support you. Also, the food in there needs to stay, stay in, in there. there. Please shut the door with you on the outside of it. Please shut the fridge door with you on the outside. <laughs> I have had to tell my kids... Only dogs sniff butts. We do not, that does not help humans at all to sniff butts. That's a dog thing only. Yeah. Please, please don't. Even worse, I had to do that at a Walmart because one of my children who I will not name for their privacy, um, one of my children absolutely tried to sniff a stranger's butt. Oh, wow. 
a, st- a complete oh. stranger. Have no idea oh, who this human was. Oh man! Um, and if you were once in a Walmart and a small child tried to sniff your butt, and uh, the mother of that child looked like she was going to stress vomit, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. My kids apparently have a thing with butts because this is a non-exhaustive <laughs> list of information I have had to give about butts and privates. Um, oh, only dogs sniff butts. We covered that one. Um, I know it fits, but please do not stick your penis in the faucet. <laughs> your brother can wash his own butt. Oh, man. <laughs> I one time had to tell my kid, please don't. Stick Cheerios on my new tattoo. <laughs> I had I had used Aquaphor and it was a fresh tattoo and my kid yes. had a bowl of Cheerios and just started just I didn't notice at first. There was like three of them. It was like glue. And I was like, please, please don't put Cheerios on my tattoo. <laughs> See, I have had to and and th- this was an interrogation and a statement that was very, very real. And I was actually quite annoyed by it. Like I was I, I was angry. Who painted the fireplace with yogurt? Yogurt is not paint. You know what, though? My kids have painted with yogurt, too. That That's fascinating. Uh, my I think my favorite is dinosaurs also need to use a fork. My son really likes dinosaurs, and so uh, we will remind him, hey, you can use a fork. We don't need to use our fingers for this particular bowl of soup. <laughs> um, and so he'll he'll come back with, I'm not my name. I'm a dinosaur. Cool. Dinosaurs also need to use forks, buddy. Yeah. Oh, hey, that that's our timer. We're, we're I had done. so much more to say. I know. I know. But we can do it again. We can do it again. And we're going to do it again every Wednesday. So make sure you're following. Subscribe and leave a rating, too. Follow us on Instagram, on TikTok. I'm Mama Cusses on both of those. I am Tori Phantom on TikTok and Instagram, and you should follow Betches, too, and Betches Mom. We want to hear from you. Betches, Betches Moms. There's a ton of ways to get a hold of us, to let us know what you think, what you need, what you're hoping for. And we we want to hear from you. We want to we want to keep talking to you and keep yes. hearing from you, and it's, it's going to be great. So be sure you tune in every Wednesday for Childproof by Betches Media. And remember, sometimes our kids are the assholes. And sometimes it's us. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.